Nation. What's going on? Welcome back into the Buffs Nation podcast. All right, it's done. Buffs aren't making a bowl. We're not going on vacation this year. Every time the Buffs make a bowl, I love going and supporting them. It's always a different location. We don't have the chance to do that. Thought we could have maybe finished with a couple wins and got to 6-6. Six and six. You I'm know, Tyler Walgie. He's Jared All. Jared. That really would have been a, a nice way to end what has been a rough season. But uh, Look, after they got the win against Oregon State, it's like, you start... It's funny. I do this with the Broncos. I do this with the Buffs. One win, and you go, oh, all the problems are fixed. It's all okay. We're good. We're on the right track again. And especially when the Buffs started out pretty hot in this game, you I thought know. things were going. I but. know. The tale of two halves. Buff, uh, Buffs lose 44-20 to UCLA, but they took a 20-10 a to 10 lead in the halftime. So certainly the tale of two halves. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about next week's game against Washington. It's senior day without a lot of seniors on the roster. So that's not going to be too long of a presentation pregame. But yeah, the buffs are 3-7 and seven with a couple games remaining on the schedule. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, Producer Ryan. What's going on over there in the producer's chair? How are you? How's it going, guys? It's yeah. um, it's been a busy day for me today, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Busy day over at CU. That's right. Over well, at the go. university. At the Univ, yeah. as they say. After, after a loss, man, they run their employees rampant. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Everyone's just taking it out on everyone else. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, look, CU, uh, I, I, they looked good to start off with. There are changes. You know, I, th- This team at least looks like they know what they're doing. There's some competency. I'll take some second half squanders. I'll take some. I mean, this happens a little bit in football. You know, I, I don't demand any perfection from this team, but it's not the the best way to lose. You know, uh, twenty to ten at halftime, and you could say that everything was going the right direction. Then UCLA makes their changes, comes out with a a more focused approach on up speed, getting the ball out quickly in the second half, and they went right down and scored a couple times. So, I mean, is it disappointment that you're feeling after this game? Is it? Is it? Because look. I am long gone from the days of being super depressed after CU loses. <laughs> you know, the beginning of the season. We're you, used to it. Exactly. You have re, you have renewed hope. Oh, new year. Let's go. You know, Carl Durrell. And then now we're three and seven. It's like, yeah, another loss. So where do you sit with this? Yeah, I, I think what you said there really, what gets me is the second half. I mean, to get shut out in the second half and just there, it was no competition. And, and, and Chip Kelly and this UCLA team went in at half, came out, made some adjustments, as you mentioned, and the Buffs just had no response so to see a team that didn't understand and ha- the ability and have the ability to adjust at half and then once you got punched in the mouth in the second half no response from the bus whatsoever it was the same old stuff we've seen you know week after week this year so disappointment i think is a good way of putting it well, but, but it was on both sides of the football the offense yeah. suddenly couldn't do anything and then and the, the defense, the defense was, it was bad they, they mean, were giving up they, a lot they they couldn't do anything to stop the run in the second half uh, through the air, Brennan Lewis, 17 to 26, 158 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Here's what gets me though. Again, 52.4 quarterback rating. It's been so low all season long. You got to have more efficiency if you're Brennan Lewis. Drew Carter got in there a little bit, one for three. You know, I mean, it's tough to evaluate those kind of stats, but he did get in there a little bit. On the ground, much more spread out. And I wonder, this is this has to be an orchestrated thing behind the scenes where they're wanting to give some of these guys more touches. Or I mean, it, it was only a couple weeks ago where Broussard got 24 carries. Next player on the team had like six. Th- th- this game, Broussard with 16, Fontenot with 11, Deion Smith with 10. To, to, to be honest, I'd prefer this. I'd prefer more of a running back by committee with Broussard maybe getting the majority of the touches because they've got talent. They, they, they've got guys to get it done. So I like to see this as a team, 47 carries. 
carries, just shy of 200 yards, 4.1 on the ground, nothing spectacular, but in my opinion, good enough, at least, again, through the first probably three quarters of the game, to where uh, not much to complain about, I think, for the rush game. Yeah, I mean, they ran the ball pretty well. Fontenot kind of got going for the first time exactly. this year. He had a couple of nice runs and a couple of big runs, both from Broussard and Fontenot. Broussard had a long of 46, and Fontenot had one of 27. So a couple of big chunk plays. It's nice to see on the ground. It did, does seem like this offensive line is playing better since the, the uh, firing of Coach Mitch Rodriguez. Well, but I think that that's probably going to be the theme. I think as CU refines their coaching staff, they're probably going to get better one by one. It's a it's a big deal that Darrell was left without much of a choice for his options for his coaching staff. So I think that once he's able to bring in the right kind of coaches, not I mean, <laughs> Mitch Rodriguez, the offensive line coach, like Ryan said a couple weeks ago, he came from a high school. Yeah. What? So they need to do better than that, and and coaching is everything with these big coaching staffs. So that's I think it'll be a big deal this offseason. Keep an eye on that, you know, Buffs fans. It's not just about the transfers, not just about who transfers in or these recruits we're bringing in. It's about the coaches that Carl Durrell tries to surround himself with. If Durrell's still here, which I think he probably will be. Well, and we saw it a little bit last year with um, Ty Summers getting the boot and Chris Wilson becoming the defensive coordinator. Exactly. You know, so so these changes mean something. I think that there's a lot of fans that think it's. Just just window dressing that it's just sort of like all a, a sham it's not that's a real thing that impacts what you see on the field uh, Brady Russell was a huge part of the game plan led the team in catches led the team in I believe targets he had a rush which didn't go very was well a mis- <laughs> was a mistake which yeah. is from the uh, I'm pretty sure that's from the Vic Fangio coaching handbook right there the, the, <laughs> no kidding the tight end around I know I mean that wasn't fantastic by any means and it was on fourth and one but Here's the thing. If we're going to complain the coaching staff doesn't get creative, yeah. and then they get creative and it doesn't work, it's like, <laughs> you know, you can't have things both ways. So I'm really okay with that. And again, I've said this all year, a, a positive thing in Brendan Lewis's development is he's not getting glued to any one given player. Now, a positive for the, or a negative for this, I should say, is we don't know what's going on with Brendan Rice. And I think the assumption around Buffs Nation is that He's probably leaning towards transferring. Now, everyone who I've talked to or every post I've read, it's pure speculation. No one knows what's going on. I don't know whether his dad, Jerry Rice, is saying, hey, you committed here. You're going to finish here. By the way, they're getting better. And I don't know if, if Jerry Rice is spending time around other NFL players who are like, well, who's your son playing for? What are they right now? So I don't know what's going on. But I just figure, my again, pure speculation. But I, I something inside me just says... He's he's his dad is Jerry Rice who wears the the greatest of all time stuff on the sidelines. Okay, they come from a family of greatness. He wants to play in the NFL, and you play in the NFL by putting up stats. It's tough to put up stats when your quarterback's completing 15, 16, 17 sure. passes a game. So I don't know if all this goes into the decision making process in this offseason. And we can't ignore the fact that J T. Shrout is going to be back next season, presumably healthy for the start of the year. And we also can't ignore the fact that CU could be a, a really appealing place for other quarterbacks to transfer out of. I heard that Tennessee has got another quarterback who's transferring Why not? We'll get all of them. <laughs> exactly. Get their five stars and let them kick them this so, way. So there's a lot of moving pieces here. It's not just one binary thing where, oh, this is all Brendan Rice. This is all this offense this season. As we've seen in the past, things change a lot in college football on a year-to-year basis. So... I just wanted to put that out there. It's sure. it's always a topic of conversation for for real diehard Buffs fans. 
And I don't want to be negative. Obviously, you want him to stay. That's 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 the goal here. But you know, he he had three catches for 14 yards last game. Sure, it's not getting anybody drafted in the first round. Yeah, well, and I think something that CU may have going for it is kind of a I won't say it's an elite wide receiver NFL pedigree, but they have put some guys in the league that have succeeded. Lavisca Chanel, oh, sure. Paul Richardson, but, e- even on bad teams. So I think that's something to keep in mind as well. CU is becoming one of the wide receiver universities. We CU. DBs and wideouts, man. Exactly. And so, and you know what I also find funny? How many people have gone after Shiverini lately? It's like, you realize he's also the wide receivers coach. He's doing a great, <laughs> he's really doing a good job with what he's been given, I think. Sure. And people need to get off Shiv's boot. boot. And I think, especially the last few weeks, he's actually Booty. coached the, a very good game. And, and I think the game plans have been better. I think the biggest issue with this game is not being able to respond to the adjustments that were yeah. made by UCLA. I think once the Buffs got punched in the mouth, they had no answer, both from a coaching staff and from the players. They had no response. So I, I don't know if you remember uh, last year's game against UCLA but they did almost the exact same thing they 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 were yep. up early and ended up only winning by a field goal and one of my biggest takeaways is sure maybe they didn't uh, respond to the adjustments UCLA made but it's also you know we've said on this show before that this roster is way better than Colorado's record should be you realize after playing USC, Oregon, UCLA, Colorado's not those schools in terms of athlete. So No, they're not, but they're much better than they've showed this season. Sure. And uh but I agree. You know, UCLA's got some talent. Uh, but I think that it happened in in a similar way. You mentioned how this year and last year against UCLA had some similarities. It's also the way the game unfolded. Last year we had that interception early on, you know, pick six. This year turnovers early on, you know, helped aid our lead. So, you know, that's stuff you can't rely on throughout the whole 60 minutes. Right. Uh, defensively, obviously, no uh, Nate Lamon again. Quinn Perry leading the team in, uh, well, uh, we had two guys, both with uh, seven total tackles, five solo, Quinn Perry and Christian Gonzalez. Man, I love how Gonzalez flies around. Robert Barnes had uh, four solo, uh, Isaiah Lewis with three, Devin Grant with four. So, uh, you know, a lot of guys contributing there on defense. Not many, let's see, how many sacks do they have in the day? One sack total, Terrence Lang and Carson Wells split the difference, getting the credit for that, and then uh, four tackles for loss. So, you know, it was part of the keys to the game we said last week. They got to get pressure on on Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Dorian Thompson-Robinson is one of the least efficient quarterbacks in the country when pressured. When he's got time to work and their offense is, is, is moving, he becomes a top 25 quarterback in terms of efficiency. We talked about that last week. And that certainly played out through the second half. You guys have anything to add for the UCLA game? Not that much to really go over and talk about, but any final thoughts for Buffs losing on the road to the Bruins? I think just overall, the way that the Buffs ended that game in the second half, I, I fear this team is giving up. And I, and I hope that we see a Buffs team that comes out this week against Washington, senior night, as you mentioned, that has some drive and still wants to go win games. Yeah, As you mentioned to start the show, no longer bowl eligible. You have really... In theory, nothing to truly play for other than your pride. Ryan, yeah. you got anything to add? Yeah, it's all, it's all pride from here on out. It's all um, it's all about playing for that guy next to you. And and you know what? There there is some questions regarding the coaching staff, other players who's going to be there. You know, transfer portals making things a lot easier for guys to leave. So who knows? Um, I I do know that this team will look a lot different next year from probably from top to bottom. But um, yeah, just just got to finish strong these last two weeks. All right. Uh, before we get into the Washington preview, want to thank Woos Media. This is a Woos Media podcast. If you want to check out other Woos Media shows, either go to WoosMedia.com. That's W O O Z E Media.com. 
Instagram.com, or wherever you're listening to this podcast, just type in Woos Media to the search bar. All the other Woos Media shows will automatically pop up. And if you like football, chances are you'll like one of our other shows. So uh, check them out online, WoosMedia.com, W-O-O-Z-E, Media.com. Also want to thank Better Edge online, betteredge.com. Uh, Better Edge is a really fun place to bet on uh, some of these games. So, hey, if you want to bet on the Buffs or other fo- uh, football teams, Better Edge is a kind of a unique place to bet on sports. They're actually more of a social media platform where you can legally make sports bets. So it's fun. You can follow your friends, get a, a bunch of your you know, uh, coworkers or buddies involved. You ever have someone who talks a bunch of trash, thinks they're great at sports betting? Hey, you can do individual competitions with individual people. So it's a lot of fun. It kind of brings a different angle to sports betting. And uh, yeah, I think it's 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 good for everyone. You know, if you like betting a little bit or hey, you like to bet a lot, Better Edge is a good option. So online, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. Use promo code SHARP when you're signing up. That'll get you $10 free in your account. BetterEdge.com, promo code SHARP. All right, uh, Washington at CU. Uh, what is it? A one o'clock game on Saturday, Senior yeah. Day. Senior Day. All right, we'll preview that here in a few minutes. Uh, let's get some history, though. We always like uh, taking a look back in history. This week in Colorado Buffs football history, producer Ryan, what do we got for this week? So I don't know about you guys, but especially being a uh, a CU fan, football in November always reminded me of that game against Nebraska. So mm, okay, I love, love it. it. <laughs> a little positivity on the show. Yeah, Man, so oh, we're yeah. actually going to Stinkin' Lincoln here in uh, November 17th, 1951. Um, the Buffs actually pull out a 36-14 victory, and it was actually their first national televised appearance for Colorado. Really? Yeah. First time on TV, Buffs get the win. Over Nebraska. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's, that is the, seriously some, See, some poetic justice no, right kidding. there. The only times, what has what CU's national TV be, uh, games been this year? Wasn't the game against Oregon on Fox? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we had Oregon A&M. and A&M. Yeah. Uh, well, A&M wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Because, look, you always have to think about recruiting for national for TV sure. games. Uh, A&M and A&M's, and like A&M's looking pretty strong now. I believe they're back top 15 hey, at least. So. Hey, hey, playoff, hey, PF, uh, playoff football committee, whatever they're called. That's a that's a good loss. That is good. Chalk that up as a good loss for CU. The quality losses. That's, <laughs> that's what we're going off of now. It's <laughs> a very high quality loss. Quality loss. All right. Uh, Buffs hosting the Huskies this weekend. Senior day. Uh, I think there's is there six seniors on the roster, seven seniors on the yeah, roster. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's less than ten. That's yeah, it's for sure. single digits. That that's that's uh, a certain thing. All right, so CU hosting the Huskies. I think this is one that Colorado can win. I just worry about motivation. I worry about last week kind of being that game where CU was still looking at a bowl game. Hey, we can finish six and six after that loss. Not so sure. You know, is the mentality. Hey, everyone, it's our last home game of the season. Let's go out strong. Or is the mentality, dang it, you know, we didn't have that much to play for anyway, and we're not going to go to a bowl game. So do you think there's going to be any letdown from the results last week that we see on the field? Unfortunately, I do. I really do. And these are young kids. You know, it's hard not to. Uh, when when you're in this spot, you didn't expect to be sitting here three and seven. Uh, it's hard. It's hard. It is hard to turn on. It's not just losing that game that makes you not bowl eligible, but it's how you lost. Well, and, and getting blown out in that second half, I just – I. I think it's going to be really hard 
to get a whole group of you know 80 plus kids to, to really be focused on on a hundred percent effort in the game and there may be some people who are who are who are saying what do you mean they're three and seven they've known all year that they weren't great you know how is last week going to make an impact it's because they still were bull eligible it's because they still were fighting for something last week after that leaves and after that's gone a lot of teams struggle the following week you know it doesn't matter whether you're Clemson or Colorado when you have that game that ends your season goal, it's tough to kind of come back. Now, I think it is a good thing for these seniors and for this team that they're going to be playing for those guys. You know, I don't know if Nate Lehman's going to play this game. He was questionable, I read, coming into last week. So is he going to play? And also, sure, it's certainly going to be his last game. So that's why I think if CU doesn't look flat, it's going to be because they're playing for their teammates because there's a lot of guys who they're going to, you know, it's, it, they know it's going to be their last game at, at Folsom Field. So that could be something to watch for. Uh, because Washington is in a opposite situation. They're four and six. They got the buffs, and then they play Washington State at home to end their season. So Washington's saying the same thing the buffs were saying last week. Hey, we finished two and zero. We can still make a bowl game. What does Washington do well? What are we gonna have to w- look for that uh, the Huskies like to do? Uh, pretty balanced team, as a matter of fact. They have three hundred and twenty-two pass attempts, three hundred and twenty-eight. Rush attempts. I'll repeat that. 322 pass attempts, 328 rush attempts. That's about as even 50-50 as you're going to get. So they like to be balanced. And CU has struggled with teams who have balanced offenses. We saw it last week. When you you can't focus in on one thing, that seems like that has been an Achilles heel of this defense this year. CU has shown the ability to be able to stop the run. CU has shown the ability to be able to shut down the pass when that's what they're afraid of. When there's one thing uh, that the other team does particularly well... Colorado has shut it down. Even against A&M, okay, that has been the case. So this game, I think, is going to be a little tougher. Now, the difference is Dylan Morris, Washington's quarterback, 60% completions, 12 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, been sacked 19 times this year. I think that's the weak spot. If they have to rely on one thing, Washington certainly doesn't want to drop back more than they have to run. So to me, a lot of this game is going to come down to Colorado starting fast, putting Washington in a spot where they have to pass the football. If Washington dictates the pace of this game, they run it, they bleed the clock, they kind of control it, could be a long day for the Buffs. But if CU gets off to a start like they did last week, look, UCLA is built to come back. That team can do what they want, and they were at home. Chip Kelly's done a real good job adjusting, getting that team to be able to play from behind. Washington does not fit that bill at all. So that's something to keep in mind. I think it's important for the Buffs to jump on them early, score in the first half. So you mentioned that Washington's very balanced in what they like to do. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very 50-50. The, the, the optimism I have for the Buffs is they're not very good at either of them. They're currently right now 10th in the Pac-12 in passing yards per game <laughs> and 10th in the Pac-12 in rushing yards yeah, per so, game. Yeah, so they like to do both, but they're not great They're not either. very good at either <laughs> of them. So exactly. I, I think, you know, when you look at, at the Buffs and the success they've had this year against a team like an Oregon State, where they're a little bit more of a traditional, uh, you know, pro-style offense, you're not getting as much of the kind of Chip Kelly influence to it. I think that helps the bus because I think it allows them to stay in their base defense where they're strong against the run. I think when you spread out the buffs, when you get them in a lot of space, that's not a good place necessarily for them to be. So I do think the buffs can match up well defensively against this unit, you know, for uh, for Washington. But I agree with what you're saying in getting a hot start because I don't believe this is a team in Washington that can come from behind and beat you uh, in well, this game. And on the same end, I don't know if CU can really come from 
that yeah. many points down. So, so I was just going to say, if Washington's tenth in those respective categories, what do you we think? We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk this, about this, it. This guys. could be a six uh, to three here, final. I can tell you real quick. <laughs> I know in passing yards per game, they are. Uh, they're last. I know that. Give me one second here. Of course. Yeah, I'm, phone, j- I'm uh, just saying. And, and Tyler, remind me, um, didn't Washington's head coach get fired this week? Yeah, Jimmy Lake. Jimmy Landa Lakes is gone. Yes. So you kind of got to wonder if, you know, maybe they get they, they they get away from their tendencies a little bit. Well, that's so that could be a positive right now. You got the answer, real quick. Jerry. They're dead last in passing yards per game. They are seventh in rushing okay. yards. You're talking, about, you're talking about the buffs. The buffs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. That's in the Pac-12. In the Pac-12. Hey, I try to leave no stone unturned on the show. <laughs> so it's gonna. It could be either way, and I think it's really tough to predict. The it could be a positive for Washington because now the Buffs don't really know what to plan for. Sure, there could be a lot of things that Washington does that we haven't seen on tape yet. Yeah, so that that's where it could be positive for for Washington. It could be a negative, obviously, because they're losing their cohesion. They lost their head coach. I mean, I don't know how often it's a great thing where you lose a head coach and, and you suddenly play better. So I think you could go one of one of both ways. Sure, and I think another similarity too with, with uh, CU and, and Washington is Washington had a lot of high hopes before the season began, almost now on the national scale, and kind of came out uh, to a rough start. So you never know to, to be at the end of the year in that position to still be bowl eligible. You know, who knows what you're going to get from them. I think well, you are going to get a very motivated Washington I, I do, team. too. And unfortunately, just like you said, they had a lot of hype in the preseason. That's because this roster that Washington has is pretty good. You know, it's not like that hype came out of nowhere. So, I don't know. You know, I, I, there are ways that the Buffs can look good in this game, win this game. I haven't seen the spread yet. Have you, Jared? Uh, plus uh, seven for the Buffs. Oh, so, it's a okay. seven-point spread. It's not that bad. Touchdown underdog. Uh, at home, but I think again, it's a big deal at least for this offense to start fast and to put some points on the board. Uh, defensively, I think that you know for the first quarter, first half of this game, the, obviously all three parts have to work together: offense, defense, special teams. But in my opinion, it is important to stop the run. If there's one thing you want to dictate early, when it is zero zero, when off when Washington start with the football, you've got to prove that. Washington can't dictate things by just running, 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 short they're down. Run, 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 short they're down. If you're going to force Washington into passing situations early, again, that's what you want to do. You want to force them into what they don't prefer to do, and that's probably throwing the football. So I think it's going to be really important for this defensive line. Linebackers are beginning pressure. Something CU hasn't done great the last couple of weeks, but this is a good matchup. Washington, again, giving up 19 sacks, a lot more quarterback pressures this 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 year. Uh, that that's important to me for this defense to pressure early on, stop the run, and really make Washington uncomfortable. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, – you got a couple of keys to the game here, Jared. I'll start here. One offensive, one defensive. As I said for offense, important to start early. I'm going to look to that offensive line. I don't care how they start quick, okay? CU's shown they can – air it out a little bit okay if they get get uh, brendan lewis going not afraid to throw the football uh, yards after catch has been big for this team so i don't care whether you're spreading it out throwing it a little bit running the football offensive line has to be reliable in the first half of this game and it's not like last week where hey it's not just about the first half tyler they got the whole game to worry about i understand that but it's much less likely washington can come back than ucla can so to me offensively all about the offensive line setting the tone being able to run the football protect brennan lewis and uh, get things going from the first half so that's my key offensively o-line being good early jared what do you have for the offense all right so i'm gonna cheat here a little bit just because i don't like to play by the rules you know that yeah i know Um, and i'm gonna go with the same one for both offense and for defense here okay and that's big plays i think you need to have game-changing 
plays on both sides of the ball for the Buffs to really have a chance to win this game. You know, turnovers defensively, I think, is huge for the Buffs to, you know, make a, a game-changing play, flip the field. And offensively, we've got to see this offense explode. I, I really think, you know, they've done a good job getting Brendan Lewis some confidence over the last few weeks, working in the short game, intermediate game. I, I'd like to see him hit on some of those deep passes. He hit on one last week to Daniel Arias. I think they have a good connection. they got to hit on some of those big plays to, like you said, get out to a hot start, make a big play early to get yourself some momentum. All right, uh, Ryan, what do you got for offensive key to the game? So I, I'd like to see some um, more sustained drives and production coming from those drives. Your defense is really beat up right now, and I think they need to keep them off of off the field and just get some get some momentum, some some cohesion with with your offense. And uh, like I said, though, the biggest part is getting points out of those drives. All right, uh, defensive keys to the game. I'm going to go getting pressure on the quarterback. Now, I know we've talked about it a lot, and I don't want to be too all over the board with Washington, but they are balanced. You know, They don't do anything great, but they want to do several things. And when Washington does want to throw the football, they are not a good pass-blocking team. PFF College has Washington a 51.9 pass-blocking rating. That's a bottom 30 rating in college football. They cannot protect when they need to. We've seen it with 19 sacks so far. This could be a really good opportunity for CU to get in the backfield, create the pressure they haven't been able to, and that, to me, is going to be a big deal this game. If Washington is unable to throw the football, uncomfortable in throwing situations, as I've mentioned all show, that's going to be a recipe for the buffs. So defensively, getting after that after Washington's offensive line and kind of attacking what they do uh, poorly. Jared, you already mentioned your kind of defensive key to the game. Yeah, just building off of that, like I said, big plays, making making big plays, turnovers. That's something when you look at the Buffs' wins, it's things as they've done. The defense has come through for them and, and really put the offense in plus situations because we've seen this offense struggle. And I think in, in order for the Buffs to to play a complete game, we got to get some big plays out of this defense. Ryan, defense key to the game. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's kind of the flavor of the week here on on the show is uh, big plays, man. I'm, I'm with you, Tyler. Uh, uh, sacks, uh, turnovers, maybe you know points off of turnovers. You know what? Why don't we bl- go block another punt? Let's there throw special go. teams Do it. in there. Yeah. You know, I'm uh, I'm not a big fan of flavor of the weeks. I like <laughs> knowing what's going to be on the menu. There was this one. I, I go into this place sometimes called Slattery's Irish Pub, and. Uh, I went in one week, and their beer of the week, or their uh, uh, soup of the week, was beer cheese soup. You guys ever have a good beer cheese soup? Oh, yeah. Oh, very good. So I went in on like a Tuesday, that beer cheese soup. I'm like, oh, this is delicious. I go back on, you know, Thursday or Friday. Hey, give me that beer cheese soup. All right, coming up the next week. I wanted some beer cheese soup, but it wasn't on the menu. You know so the worst like, part is? They absolutely probably have the ingredients back there to make it. <laughs> exactly. It's just not on the menu. Yeah, so I'm not a fan of the flavor of the week whole thing. You got <laughs> to live a little, Let, Let's get some school. You know how often I hear that? I think I do. <laughs> I think ice cream on Thursdays isn't pushing it enough for me. <laughs> All right, uh, score predictions. I'm, I'm a sucker. I'm going for the CU win again. It's senior day. I think that if we can force Washington behind early, make them throw the football, make it predictable. The secondary can come alive, get a couple interceptions. It could be a long day for Washington. I don't think it will be a long day. I think both teams have pretty good showings, but I'll take the CU Buffs to win at home. 28-27. I think we score a few (laughs) points, but it's going to be close. That's just, I can't pick against them right now. I can't do it. (laughs) Right now, Tyler, unfortunately. I think every week this year I pick CU to win by one or two points. It's just like my Well, and again, we've said it a a lot of the episodes. We need to make these predictions 
before we start, we, before we spend a half an hour talking about I the know. Post. <laughs> I know. Well, unfortunately, oh, boys, God. I can't talk myself into this yeah. one this yeah. week. Um, I, I think the Buffs do give a good showing, and I, and I don't think they're going to come out and get embarrassed the way they did last week. And maybe that's just me trying to like will that into existence. That I truly hope this team does not show up flat, doesn't show up and get embarrassed because. It's just not a good look, and and it's something where I think that if if you want to build any sort of momentum going into next year, you got to look good down the down the stretch. But I think the Buffs keep it close. I have them losing thirty one twenty four in this game. All right, all right. Wow. So right on the spread, seven points. Oh, yeah, you know, right. Vegas is usually pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> see, I, I'm I'm kind of uh, on the same line of thinking here. I, I unfortunately don't think we're going to see a lot as far as emotions go, especially if Nate Lamon doesn't play. Um, I'm going to go with the Buffs losing, but they do cover 27-24. Hey, there you go. He's coming in for the cover, but... Uh, <laughs> Don't think the Buffs can win. Well, we'll see. Let's go, Buffs. Hope they have a nice end to the season at home, at least. It's senior day. Come on, Buffs. Get that win. Everyone, enjoy the game. We'll talk to you next week on the Buffs Nation podcast.